Welcome back to the Voices of Humanity podcast. In this episode, I really have a very special guest with me, Dr. U. Amrita Kadeshwaran Karthik. Hi, sir. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Pa. How are you? Yeah. I'm fine, sir. How are you? I'm fine, too. Yeah. So, a short introduction about sir. He is currently a doctor. He's practicing as an intern in Chennai. He graduated from Davao Medical School Foundation in Philippines. And I'm really happy that I got him for this episode because I've been going behind him for the past two weeks and I've been disturbing him like crazy, despite knowing his schedule, his internship schedules. So thank you so much, sir, for spending your time, this valuable time here. Actually, I'm sorry, but to like, I don't know. I, I, I know that you guys have a really tight schedule too. Really thanks and so, I'm regretted always, like really sorry. No, no problem, sir. So, sir, we'll start the podcast. And before starting, I have some rapid fire questions for you based on your medical school. It's not related to the subject, but related to yes. something that will help the audience because most of the audience from my podcast and YouTube channel are medical students. So okay. to start things up as an icebreaker, I would like to ask you some uh, rapid fire questions. So we'll get started. Yes. The first yes. question, what is your favorite subject in the four years of medical school? Surgery. Okay, okay. What is your favorite subject apart from medicine that you would like to look about, read about? Like uh, finance. Finance. Okay. Okay. Surgery or uh, family physician, what would you take? Mm, surgery, of course. Okay. Any, what is your most interested specialty? What do you like the most with speciality? Uh, it's kind of, uh, it's actually neurosurgery. Okay. What is your biggest motivation, sir? Till now? Till now, uh, it was actually my brother. I had a brother who was quadriplegic and uh, he passed away at uh, his age of 16. So okay. that Sorry. made me uh, take up this field. So until then I was going to be a mm -hmm. IAS officer, like, like just a small kid. I was like fourth grade. Yeah. I used, till that time I used to be like, I'm going to be an IAS officer. And when, by the time I realized that my brother had this particular problem. So I wanted to help people with similar problems. Great, sir. What is your favorite medical show, sir? Which is accurate or which you like watching the most? most? It's like, uh, I wouldn't call it accurate, but yeah, like... Mm. It is close to like the resident. Okay, the resident, fine. Okay, will you choose self-study or group study? Uh, it depends uh, what subject I'm going to tackle. Uh, I'm not that okay. person who is not open to group studies. Uh, it's a mixture actually. Okay, so no definite answer for that. And final question, uh, yeah. are you an early bird or a late night owl? I'm kind of both, to be both. honest. Like, uh, I okay. sleep at times while, like, uh, when people usually don't. And uh, I don't need to have a, like, continuous sleep. I'm kind of ad adapted to that lifestyle. Maybe it's not healthy, but that's what I do. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite sport, sir? My favorite sport, it's actually chess, like, the most favorite. 
like uh, outdoor if you have to ask it would be uh, badminton and football uh, in that nice. same order okay so that was the rapid fire question sir to start up to like an oh. ice breaker to that thank you so much <laughs> yes so now uh, getting to the real questions i have for you now can you add on to the reason why you chose medicine of course you said me why you chose medicine but can you give me like more insights or details and like what went your thought process and everything why doctor why medicine so uh, there used to be a time like uh, first i'm going to give you a personal answer then uh, okay. something about the profession first my okay. personal okay. point of view is that like at the beginning i used to be like just say when i was in first grade uh, that is the time usually when parents stop carrying their children around right when you are in the kindergarten people will carry you around but that's the time mm-hmm. people will stop carrying you around and but uh, even then my brother had to be my elder brother had to be carried around so knowing that at first i i couldn't uh, comprehend that my brother there is something wrong with my brother so i used to be jealous about him and uh, i would uh, always rebel at home like uh, competing with him about in everything so at, when there was a time when i had to realize that uh, my brother had special needs so and he's not like every other brother like just say my friend's brother and my brother are not the same so that's the point when i started thinking about many stuff like it's like realization happened at one point all at the day all at the same time so i started thinking about finance obviously my both my parents were employed and that's the only reason they could uh, support my brother's uh, uh, you know treatment but uh, had there been a situation where one of them were unemployed definitely they couldn't have uh, done what they did for like to my brother so i thought i should be that bridge between uh, you know the people who have not that much amount of resources and uh, proper care people who want to afford proper care for their you know relatives so this is my personal point of view and uh, professionally so medicine as everyone would say it's a noble thing noble profession and stuff yeah that's always true at the end of the day uh, you made someone's life better right you don't have to be that guy who stands in the er doing cpr all the time but still you made someone's life better even you just prescribe paracetamol right and uh, prescribing a paracetamol anyone can do nowadays you must know that even uh, in the pharmacy it's a over the counter drug there's no regulation for paracetamol but uh, the difference is that we know what a paracetamol can do to people and you know that uh, there are, there are contraindications and we cannot give the same medicine to certain people so that's what makes us uh, you know feel better at the end of the day mm. that's it okay sir that was part it was inspirational and it shows how the past can inspire someone to do something that will help the society in common in future so like just because of your brother you kept that as a motivation and inspiration and now in the future you are going to work towards making a lot of people's lives better so that is really great sir to hear such a story and why you chose medicine and really thank you for sharing the personal 
uh, approach personal perspective of your reason why you chose medicine sir now now that we know why you chose medicine you went to the medical college tell me what was the best part of being in the medical college what was the best part of being a medical student see uh, you call it a sandbox right when people talk about the sandbox like uh, medical school is basically a sandbox for uh, any doctor like you can make any mistake you want like people are not going to judge you like you can do anything you want but basically you are under surveillance for safety of course mm-hmm. so just say if i were to be a doctor who just studied everything from books that's also quite possible without seeing a teacher without having a mentor i don't think i'll be the same person i am today like definitely there would have been changes so definitely each of the people who taught me right they had a very crucial role to play in anything today like just say i'm 100% today and uh, 30% of that is from a particular doctor 20% of that is from a different doctor so maybe 10% is my originality and everything else is like i don't know if this is a negative thing to say or something but this is what i feel like so without okay, them uh, i don't think a person like a complete person a complete amrutakaleshwar would be possible okay so you are telling that the best part was the doctors and the relationships and the connections you made with them and what is reflecting for you now so that that you definitely. feel is the best part definitely okay yes sir like and you told right uh, like only by reading books also someone can become doctor but you understand that having a mentor has changed you in ways that a book can't change but yeah. now like you take me for example we are having online classes and most of the time even though we have online classes we are forced to read on our own study on our own only so what do you think how do you think that we can approach online classes for another one or two months and how do you think we can uh like overall understand what a mentor would mean like to us when we go there so how do you think we should approach the medical students who have online classes so talk about this so let let me start by saying that uh, first year right you guys are in first year let us go year by year first year of medical school is just like a boxing match okay it's like uh, you need to go rounds and rounds inside the ring just say that uh, one day is one match so at the end of the day uh, definitely everyone is going to be tired like of course on the other side just say you are blue and in team red it is just your books and all the things you have to you know understand at the end of the day but the point is it's not about uh, defeating the opponent it's not about conquering the subjects it is also to go that extra mile see of course you have a doubt you google that nowadays you get the answer but if you are going to ask that if you are going to take up that same doubt to the person who taught you i'm sure that even nowadays that even now that the things are online you are still permitted to ask doubts am i right yes yes so i think that's the thing like uh, even i have taught people right so i know that that even i have taught uh, 200 people at a time to under students at a time mm. and uh, even then i wouldn't have 200 doubts at the end of the day but uh, i would always say that 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 is my aim 
okay like no one is going to no one will be able to teach you perfectly everything in one sitting right uh, you know that medical school uh, it's not possible humanly possible to teach you the whole boron from cover to cover word to word no one is going to do that so obviously there should be doubts logically there should be doubts arising from any heart who is going to listen to a lecture so that is what we expect as uh, any faculty that is the satisfaction from our side what we get when someone asks us a doubt a sensible doubt of course and uh, if you ask me to start you have to start somewhere so don't think about being sensible ask anything that's how you build something so today maybe your doubt is not as sensible as what uh, others expect but maybe just after two days three days five days maybe even 30 days some day you are going to start asking the right questions so medical school is all about having a mentor so that's that and trust me this is no uh, let me tell you this is this is just about you guys ke if you guys think that uh, you have a restriction in asking doubts just because you are online i, I uh, let me tell you you are wrong because uh, i'm sure that any doctor who uh, handles a lecture of course may not want you to ask doubts in the middle but they would encourage you if you would ask something at the end yeah okay okay now when when you were explaining that you touched on the point that uh, you also teach i thought of introducing you in a way because the first time i met you sir was in uh, when we when i was undergoing my uh, bridge course between bs and md so that time you were the one who taught us anatomy and embryology so when when i sat for your classes there was a different energy that you brought along with you that humor uh, that excitement that feeling that okay this is not going to be that same old boring class where they'll show a presentation and they'll finish there was a different energy to your class now talk to me about what inspired you or what motivated you to take up teaching like what drives you every day to uh, share knowledge spread knowledge to students or your fellow colleagues so the first time i was i took this job and uh, i told myself i was going to be everything i wanted in a medical school and everything i did not get from a lecturer but at the end of the day i ended up taking everything i loved from all my teachers every small small things i loved from every lecturer i stole those things literally and put it together like a, you know collage work and that's how my lecture was so the best parts of my lecture whatever you think it was either you go for the humor or uh, some people give uh, i get feedbacks all the time at the end of uh, like 10 lectures i would get feedback from my students and most of the times it would come back as uh, like i use the ppt very less but uh, trust me this is nothing original nothing none of these is origin is an original idea the original idea the only original idea here is to bring up like bring together all these ideas but uh, all these ideas are uh, separately original ideas of different lecturers who inspired me to take up teaching also fine sir and while teaching you you had taught us like yeah i want to touch on that humor part 
so humor part only for teaching are you applying or are you generally humorous in real life like does that make you feel good does that calm yourself how like how does it affect your mental health and your relationship with others sir okay since you asked uh, like actually humor i wouldn't recommend it like all the time but humor is uh, if you should know i'm not sure but you will come across this in your syllabus uh, humor basically is a defense mechanism uh, and uh, there are uh, different types of defense mechanism there are mature types of defense mechanisms and there are i don't know what's the other classification but uh, like i'm not boasting i selected this actually because uh, i was also having struggles all the way like uh, about personality of course because medical school is going to make you uh, a bit lonely even though you are uh, in the company of many people it is always going to you are always going to have that one test which is coming around the corner in your head it's always going to be there it's always going to make you feel lonely so you need some sort of defense mechanism and minus humor that's it okay that was good to know sir i didn't know that humor was a defense mechanism till now so i'll definitely look up look up to that a lot i'll search about it i'll get to know more about it sir now now you told a told a point that medical school makes some people lonely for some part of the time right now i am pretty sure that you are telling it out of your experience now loneliness mm. comes into mental health so were there any moments in medical school for you that you felt really low that you wanted to give up but you didn't and how did you do that mm, there was this particular point when i realized that i really suck at anatomy especially the lab so yeah. i uh, fortunately or uh, i don't know what to say like the like most of my friends felt the same so we didn't know how to approach this anatomy lab there was like three four tests already in anatomy lab where you are basically uh, pointed to a cadaver's part and you are supposed to identify the part so we were really having a hard time doing that so if you ask me how i tackled it i i wouldn't say i tackled it exactly but i was hopeful that's what i want to tell you like because uh, i had friends who felt the same and uh, who want to come together and discuss about the same like to uh, bring up a, come up with a solution we discussed about this and what we decided was we'll go to the anatomy lab early in the morning before everyone anyone could enter and just sit with the cadavers and uh, you know spend more time like of course that's uh, people talk about hard work and smart work if you are not smart enough of course hard work is what you have is what all you have like and you have to choose it and my friends uh, helped me in doing that like they also okay. like went uh like you know we had our batch it's like that okay 5 years later you are teaching anatomy for us you didn't expect that definitely not yeah so that's how five years in medical school can change like the initial parts you can really be demotivated but just keeping the hopes high and then trusting the ones around you and doing everything properly is bringing a good result so now uh, 
definitely you studied in the philippines sir davao medical school so tell me how did studying in a different country make you a better doctor tell me what are all the benefits or demerits i don't know i'm asking you so studying in a different country how has it affected you mm initially i would just uh, for, first of all i was not that kid who had ever been to a hostel before i came to medical school mm. and uh, at first uh, actually i came with an enthu that uh, i'm free now like there is unlimited freedom right so of course freedom uh, came at a price so uh, uh, there were things i wouldn't uh, appreciate before like just say a bag Uh, there was a school bag until 12th grade and uh, i have never uh, set my school bag before in my life like my mom always does that for me like from lunch or anything any book there is a schedule and uh, these are the books to be taken today i would never care about that because my mother did that for me all the time and uh, i am that guy who will have all the books all the time like you know i wouldn't miss a book at home and i wouldn't be sitting there watching the lecturer's face i'm not that good yeah. so that was hard to tackle and of course uh, i don't know how to tell you this there is a concept actually when uh, you are in a company of cowards like lot of people who have lot of things to fear about uh, your fear might comparatively look a bit you know less than theirs so you might uh, discover that uh, sudden strength inside that herd you know so that's exactly that's what happened to me when i was in the philippines all my friends uh, would uh, constantly talk about how they miss their parents and uh, i am that guy who usually speaks at the end so basically mm. to reserve everything i don't want to you know spoil uh, what others wanted to say you know uh, i would always listen to others rather than talking something saying something you know so because uh, there is always a chance that even a smile can hurt someone and i am not that person who can take the chance so i always wanted to hear people out and usually at the end of the day if uh, four people are going to tell me about how they miss their parents i would be that fifth guy who says that matana it's fine we have a family here we are a family now it's just a matter of one year you are going to see your parents again and stuff like that so of course i had the same uh, you know the same Uh, missing your parents missing your home missing your stuff at home but uh, i don't know if it was the right thing to do but that's exactly what happened my friends thought i helped them but on the contrary they helped me so so it was mutual it was like a mutual responsibility you had within your group yeah yeah and you guys didn't know that fully like without knowing you guys were mutually responsible to each other and that's so important yep. okay now sir a lot of people who will be watching this podcast might be from uh, the students who are studying in a foreign medical college now for them like what is the uh, good side you will tell bright side you will tell about studying in a foreign institution why they should not worry why they should not feel sad or like bad that opportunities are less when compared to india and there are a lot of thoughts we, we let's not go controversial but just at simple terms how would you address them okay uh, first i'll talk about the advantages of studying in a foreign institution and, and let's just start about the very 
thing like just say of course the patients we are going going to encounter are not indians i see this as a positive note because uh, of course there is going to be some communication gap whatever you do like even though you are going to learn their language you put efforts to learn their language 95% of them speak english for the 5% just say you learn their language uh, even then there would be some cultural you know uh, boundaries you need to cross in a very specific way you know in a fragile way uh, not to destroy the rapport you have been trying to build so this will uh, train you to encounter any kind of patient you can encounter in your hometown you get me yeah so uh, of course this is not going to build your career right like just say uh, i open a clinic at a place and uh, just say i prevent myself from uh, having a good rapport with all my patients just say i just uh, ask their chief complaint and just prescribe drugs that can also be done but that's not a ideal doctor what an ideal doctor would do an ideal doctor would not just treat the patient's problem but would actually treat the patient the patient just say you are prescribing a medicine to a patient today uh, people are not uh, so easy going you know they do a lot of research when it comes to taking any medicine into their body before putting any medicine into their body they google it they google the side effects they will ask you they'll come back and be like doctor you gave me this tablet yesterday these are the side effects what do you want to tell me is this safe so uh, rapo is a very important thing if there is no rapo between a doctor and a patient the patient is basically not going to take that medicine at the end of the day right so that is the most important part i was imparted in this uh, foreign study uh, i think i had to cross certain barriers uh, i had to cross certain barriers mandate it was mandatory there is there was no other choice and these things uh, helped me or should i say shaped me in such a way that nowadays there is no barrier i don't know how to cross you get me right yeah So, so that is why you for the worst yeah that's one okay. way of seeing that and the other way was uh, just say of course how people here people who study here um, like uh, let me say uh, some of them like around 30 to 40% of them or even more of them is going to leave their home and going to study somewhere else even in india right so even they would have certain things like this like just say they will have a financial independence they will know how to budget stuff they will know how to pay things on time right uh, how to you know of course budget again budget uh, money mm-hmm. for uh, you know clothes laundry food and all those uh, basic necessities and when you are in a foreign country you don't have to tell uh, of course uh, things become a little bit complicated right then it is in uh, within the country how when it goes to outside the country it becomes a little bit complicated extra complicated and uh, when you know how to handle these things you can handle anything basically and uh, that is the yeah. second uh, advantage i wanted to tell you of course you might ask me these are like mixed stuff right <laughs> you are telling some negative stuff and uh, you are telling like i am saying like how it like 
prepared me for the best the third thing is actually like purely a uh, positive stuff exposure is what i would say exposure not only as in terms of a doctor but in terms of a human being i met lot of people and uh, like a foreigner inspired me foreigners inspired me so those things i wouldn't have gotten it if i was going to be in india the whole time right so mm-hmm. of course you must have heard dr salavar or dr yes, yes, salavar yes. Uh, yes yeah. yes in a huge influence on yes, the yes, way yes. of my teachings like how i teach and uh, there is a, a doctor called butch waldes uh, he's yeah. a head of surgery in brokenshire hospital sir so he has also inspired me a lot when it came to the subject i love the most so there were times uh, i was not so sure if i should so basically neurosurgery was something i decided for myself before entering before even entering the medical school the reason it's the same the aim is still the same even today is because of i met all these people in my life without these uh, foreigners so called foreigners uh, i think uh, i won't be able to i wouldn't be able to recognize myself or identify as the same person i was before the starting of medical school oh. wow so that was emotional also at the same time emotional approach to answer but yeah that covered everything sir sir now uh, we are having online classes and we have a subject called primary healthcare in the first year itself so in that they thought about the five star quality of a physician and yeah. i i i personally believe that five star quality of a physician is not only for a physician but for everyone in their respective uh, fields. fields yeah so now as you are an intern now and you are getting to see a lot of patients and you are having more responsibilities than a student how have you seen those five star responsibilities in real life being applied like are you able to see that and tell me any examples or instances in which you have to apply those five star qualities and live with it okay first let me start by telling you that uh, when i was teaching you guys there were many instances i would repeat this uh, five star thing you know yeah and yes. uh, actually i wanted to emphasize on that because of dr belly have you encountered okay. her she is like uh, no a forest okay. doctor redoble lin redoble redoble oh lin redoble yes. i know everyone like ma'am yeah. she's a, she's also too kind doble ma'am is too kind like, yeah the thing is uh, the five qualities of a good doctor good physician is to first treat the patient for himself then to treat the family then to be a researcher a teacher and at the end of the day as a student if i'm not wrong uh, please correct me if i'm wrong. yes sir yes sir these are the five things right yes 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 so the problem is that i'm not uh, talking about these things like like uh, you know lately and uh, you know i've not been able to educate people of my field as i was doing before but however i am still educating people in respects to just say i go to a now right now i am in a community medicine rotation and i do counsel yeah. people on a daily basis about uh, 
you know just a guy comes in with a fungal injection a fungal infection just say i would counsel uh, about uh, cleanliness and hygiene how to carry themselves throughout the day because uh, in this time we can't uh, even though although you you know take a bath twice a day in the middle of the day you won't be able to clean your sweat right that's how it works mm. certain yes. feels are so i counsel on that so i think that's the teaching aspect of uh, my character right now although it has shrunken yeah. from teaching 200 people to you know just my patients but still it's a part of counseling and uh, next i do always whenever i prescribe anything uh, i diagnose anything i would also take into account the patient's family because uh, it the impact could be financial it could be emotional you know it could be accommodation you know not uh, all patients are easily accommodated like they can't be accommodated easily that easily inside a home where other people also live right so everyone have to adjust for the patient and uh, i do explain them like what all things it involves so that covers the family part and of course the patient we do a clear head to toe examinations and we take care like just say a patient enters with a you know headache or a back pain uh, just say it's a female who is a sexually active female we don't uh, uh, you know men who is also menstruating we also check for uh, their uh, anemia like if they have any anemia their hemoglobin status uh at least look for pallor uh, that's what i mean you know so we don't just treat the patient for what they come in we treat the patient as a whole not the disease we just plan on making the patient's uh, life a bit like a little bit better at least uh comparing to what they came in with so that covers that aspect and the student you, you don't have to ask me so the the you know once you start practicing or once you start sitting in an outpatient setting uh, it's like uh, how they say the student becomes the master the patient becomes the doctor <laughs> so uh, i i've been uh, like you know there are certain things you can't pick it up on your own it has uh, connections deep roots with uh, being a human and uh, there is no better person to teach those qualities than your own patient you know just say you prescribe a, a medicine uh, to a patient and you just close the ledger on that and move on to another patient the patient after a while he comes back to you and he's like sir i couldn't afford the medicine so that's the point when you think that yeah this medicine was costly i didn't ask this patient's uh, you know if he will be able to afford i didn't even judge if you could afford that medicine so yeah patients do teach you a lot that's one aspect and that's being a student and about research uh, there are times when uh, your armamentarium of treatment is just not enough you need to re- uh, refer the patient to a different department to a different doctor and uh, the best thing or the main thing about being a researcher when you are in active practice is to ask the patient to come back to you meaning to say uh, refer the patient of course but also ask them to come back to you once they see the doctor you know for feedback of course uh, that feedback is one of the main uh, 
part of any research study right so yeah. that is what i right now if i have to describe all the five star you know attributes this is what i would say okay sir okay the next question i had for you is how has the transition been like being a medical student is completely different from going to the hospital and actually working there right apart from this five star uh, qualities that we saw how has the transition been personally to you like what has been tough what has been really good what benefits do you feel so can you tell about that sir mm, you mean from being a medico like uh, on to seeing a patient is that what you mean yeah from being a medico to being an actual doctor okay let me tell you one thing uh, when you started first day of medical school okay you can't call yourself a doctor legally but your uh, you know the challenges you guys are put through that is no less than any doctor okay and everyone knows this we acknowledge this so first that being said uh see do you think this is going to be easy you have just started no. right is it uh, is it going yeah. easy no no definitely not. Uh, let me tell you one thing you are going to get better personally okay and uh, your knowledge is going to increase substantially all those things i i can guarantee you at the same time i'm i want to tell you that this is not going to get any easier okay, okay. and uh, trust me there there are going to be obstacles like uh, all the way from being a first year first day like from that point until being uh, any established uh, doctor leave me alone like let us talk about someone uh, who is in uh, you know who's a very experienced doctor the journey is going to be full of obstacles but trust me this is uh, of course uh, i don't have to tell you that uh, it is going to be rewarding uh, like monetarily apart from this monetary benefits and uh, you get that respect in the society just leave all these things even then you will have the satisfaction of course you decided to be a doctor when you joined medical school so this satisfaction uh, i don't think anyone anything else can equal that and that is going to be a major motivator for you in crossing all these obstacles and uh, it's simply like uh, i don't know if i should compare like this but i would compare it to a mom's you know a mother pregnant ladies uh, you know all the pain she has to bear and uh, once she sees the baby coming out of her womb it's all going to go away right no pain in the world can up for that and being a doctor is just like that so have you started experiencing that satisfaction personally when you are visiting the communities or when you are treating some patients or when you are looking at patients have you started feeling that satisfaction let me tell you this uh, when you are in your second year trust me you are going okay. to be faced with a lot of i don't know if it's going to come up in your second year or first year but sometime soon you are going to be faced up with a lot of ecgs your uh, relatives uh, relatives are going to you know post post it to you and they will be like can you tell what is wrong with this and things <laughs> like that 
uh, i'm going to tell you the first time it's going to be you are going to be surprised but slowly at some point you are going to start doing something about that right of course everyone would do something about that and at some point you will feel a little bit special Yeah. yeah i know it's like uh, it's a very silly thing to be like but yeah it's something right and uh, same type of uh, things are going to happen throughout your medical school and once you start seeing your patient uh, i still remember the first patient uh, when i diagnosed the lady to be pregnant and uh, you know it's like i congratulated the you know uh, it was good i still remember okay. the first time i delivered a baby like like uh, without that much assistance you can't deliver a baby without any assistance that's not the same thing to do right when you have assistance better take that but with very little assistance the first time i delivered a baby i still remember that and it was special to me and you have a lot of special moments like this uh, even uh, my i think the third folly i put i don't remember the first time i put a folly catheter it's a little bit like uh, if you were to explain the procedure of how to insert a folly catheter to a non medical professional they are going to think that it is gross like simply put they are going to think it that think that this is just gross but i will not forget the third patient i put my like i put the folly catheter for i don't even remember the first or the second patient i put that did that to because uh, the third time i put the it was a really old man and he was having problem to urinate and he was being prescribed to get a folic catheter inserted and i was the guy holding the catheter so at the beginning the grandpa is like the patient was really scared and me you don't have to tell the beard and stuff he's a philip no and that I'm having a weird idiot guy tall one you know was really afraid so once i inserted the ca- inserted the catheter uh, since then he was you know uh, it's just like uh, you did something great and how do you think you will explain it to your uh, you know your uh, relatives right there would be a bliss right that's exactly the same reaction the patient gave to his relatives like he had some oh. he did something good so on from that day he came to the er a couple of times once uh, when i was still in surgery and once when i was in medicine when i was in medicine he had come to meet the surgery department and he came and spoke to me and he asked me personally if i can uh, replace the folies for him and i actually wow. did that so yeah. i don't think uh, even if i treat a very you know peculiar case somewhere in the future right i don't know if i will have the same type of satisfaction i had that day so wow, not everything is uh, you know sometimes as doctors we also get our hands dirty and uh, it pays off trust me it pays off wow that that was really touching sir the story you just said that he had to come back and then he had to talk to you and then he wanted you to do it again that's really touching now for the final part of the podcast we started just from why it started and we ended up with patients and everything so we went in an order now to finish it what is your advice for all the years of medical students like first year second year third year fourth year and like who are under clinical rotations 
like what is your advice part by part if you would like to do so let me put you put it this way like there are books there are things to study outside the book there are stuff to understand there are stuff to you know memorize uh there you might find come up with ways to uh, you know memorize certain things you might not be able to come up with ways to memorize certain things things are going to get piled up some part point of time even though you study 24 hours a day even then things will pile up trust me but my point and my advice to all of you is that don't lose hope it's fine you have a a lesson to study although the test got over you didn't study that particular chap- chapter it's fine if you can find time to study the chapter afterwards still fine if you can't still fine don't lose hope don't stop studying that's it as long as you you are studying something like to better to make yourself better is still fine just make sure you don't go to bed every day being the same person as you were yesterday so yesterday you learned something make sure today also you learn something you don't go the same person like like the same person who goes to bed every day okay learn something different every day learn something do your part trust me uh, initially your uh, capacity to study not everyone's studying capacity is the same i have told this uh, several times grasping capacity is not the same but trust me as you put in your effort as you bombard yourself with all the questions that come after studying stuff that capacity is going to increase right it's not like we are all challenged right we don't have special but so whatever gift you have been given you guys are definitely gifted right so you have to make use of what is being given to you so just don't go to bed without studying anything if you think something is making you sleep a particular topic is making you sleep i suggest you read that just before when you are not getting sleep at least that way you will read it once at least even though you are not understanding it never mm. lose hope you are already there you have paid fees right you have paid fees you came with, with came in with that fire maybe you feel that that fire is not the same today then ignite that fire make it more like fuel it with the money you paid think about all the money you paid you know think about all the smiles you are going to get you know after you complete this course successfully okay so think about think about your parents uh, you know shortcomings their uh, you know their problems they face uh, to send you to medical school it's not a easy task right so think about all those stuff that's how you fuel your fire fine sir sir from the starting of this podcast episode till the end everything was inspirational you brought out a lot of analogy to explain different things and thank you so much for sharing your personal story sir like it was really inspirational and and thank you so much for being open and sharing those personal stories and then relating to the questions that i asked you thank you sir thank you for being in this podcast welcome and thank you for uh... inviting me on your podcast this is the first time i have ever been on a you know show or uh, anything like this thank you thank you so much yes sir. thank this you for being podcast... patient with me from day one i know i have been <laughs> giving a hard time 
really sorry i wish it was a different no sir no 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 so i would like to tell you about the purpose of this podcast to finish it so i started this podcast nearly one year back but that time it was called as realizing life podcast but now i've changed it into the voices of humanity because i feel like a person need not be a billionaire or a trillionaire or like a very successful or famous person to share their opinions or to share their experiences so since i i run a youtube channel and since i have my podcast on spotify i thought okay this is a good platform to allow the people in my circle to speak about their opinions to give value so that like everyone can benefit after all everything is a teamwork no sir so so i thought why not uh, make use of this opportunity to talk with different people like i am learning how to conduct podcasts by doing this and i am getting to meet you i'm getting to create a bond with you the guest and at the same time someone else who's watching this is also benefiting from this podcast so that is the major reason why i wanted to do this and thank you so much sir for accepting the invitation and being a part of this uh, initiative thank you for like uh, you are doing a really good job keep up with it really great yes. thank you sir so we'll end the podcast here thank you thank you bro.